My heart was beating out of my chest at an unfamiliar pace. I felt like I was going to vomit. Thankfully, I had my pink water bottle filled with strawberry-flavored vodka and lemonade to soothe my jitters. I sipped a little as I walked in slowly, deliberately, and with caution to keep myself from toppling over with nervousness. It was freezing in there, mid-October, and still the crisp evening autumn air was warmer than inside. There was a bar to the left, and a beautiful young lady stood behind it preoccupied by her cell phone, unaware of my presence. There was no alcohol served in the establishment other than what the girls snuck in in their water bottles. Those water bottles and the havoc they wreaked deserve an episode of their own. To the right was the manager's office. A husky gentleman peeped out. Can I help you? He stayed seated as he called me forward. My 31-year-old 106-pound frame felt too heavy to move, and every step was weighted with anxiousness, curiosity, and shame. About not feeling shame. He had a handsome face and he wore a baseball cap and a plaid shirt. I have a thing for plaid and husky men, but I never did fully develop a thing for him. He took to me right away. My innocence was palpable. My flaxen hair was done in tight curls my lips were a fresh shade of light fuchsia and my eyes were highlighted with winged eyeliner that had been my signature look since the young age of 16. 16. My 16-year-old self could never have imagined that I would walk into a strip club, a fully nude one, I might add, looking for work, a former devout Christian purity ring-wearing youth group leader. You may be asking yourself, what led me there? A long series of destinies, and ironically, I believe, God himself. I suppose my spirit had always been one of nonconformities, sensuality trapped in good girlhood and having to make mama and Jesus proudness, trying to find freedom from the confines of doing as I should, part rebellion, part desperation. Jeff was his name the manager that hired me. He made a copy of my driver's license. I didn't need to audition. He liked my look and I would be the only blonde, a fact that both inspired and frightened me. What do you want your stage name to be, he asked. Sugar, I said without hesitation. It's Marilyn Monroe's character's name and some like it hot. She would be my muse. He led me to the dressing room. I was shivering. My butterflies were raging. As much as it was nervousness, there was probably a part of it that was excitement too. I was entering a whole new world. I walked past the sparkling granite stage and I could feel the booming of Rihanna's What's My Name resonate in my chest. The fog machine went off, but I could still see the fluid and S-like movements of the goddess on stage. I was mesmerized. To this day, I can't hear that song without the flutter of a butterfly within me, reminding me of my first moments as a dancer at the not-so-famous Baron Weasel Gentlemen's Club. 
Jeff flung the swing door open and the aroma of burnt hair and body spray struck me. Costumes and cosmetics were strewn across the countertop. It was a sight I had never seen and it captivated me. There was a handwritten sign covered in lipstick kisses on the wall that read, if you get arrested by Pomona PD, do not talk to them unless your slash our attorney is present. Well, that's peculiar, I thought, but I kept my naivete to myself. I learned later why that sign was important. Two girls were in the dressing room when I walked in. They spun toward me in their swivel seats. Kendall was a mixed-race beauty with a giant tattoo across her chest. Her immense breasts were heaping out of her black bra. At that time, I was a 32A, so I was both envious and appreciative. You are so beautiful, I exclaimed without thought. So are you, she said to me as she smiled brightly. Belize was tall and slender with long, smooth legs and long, smooth black hair. She turned and smiled at me too. She was also gorgeous. I shook hands with both of them and explained how I had never done this before. I didn't need to explain. My freshness was obvious. You'll do great, they both assured me. It was Kendall's turn to go on stage. Want to watch me? She asked. Yes, I replied with enthusiasm. She was exquisite. Belize and I sat in the front row. I clapped with exuberance and awe when she finished her performance. Twirls and swirls, bounces and spins. The dancers were fascinating to watch. Sugar on the main stage. Oh shit, I was up. You got this, Kendall and Belize hugged me before taking seats in the front row. These girls had just met me, yet they supported me genuinely with the delicacy and glee one would give to a child taking her first steps. I wore a pink thong tutu and a white bra with pink silk lining. It wasn't stripper wear, it was lingerie I had purchased on credit at Macy's earlier that day. It was do or die at this point. I grasped tightly to the railing as my lucite heels that were a size too big clanked up the granite steps to the stage. They were white with pink and red hearts. They looked like Valentine's Day. The only reason I even had those kinds of shoes was because a friend who had taken those expensive pole dancing classes in Los Angeles had gifted them to me. I guess you can say working in a strip club is the poor girl's pole dancing class. Mind you, this was before Groupon. I wanted to vomit again. The beginning notes of number one crush began to play. That was the start of my two song set. I chose I Touch Myself as my second song to perform to. I remembered some sexy moves my sister taught me. She was a brilliant choreographer. Me, not so much. My lack of coordination kept me off dance teams and out of dance classes. I could never catch on quickly to structured dance routines and I perceived glances of pity for even trying. There weren't many customers in the club that night with the few there, not already in private dances from girls I hadn't met yet, came forward for a closer look at the new girl. 
Shit, shit, shit. Sink or swim, I thought. The pole was cold. The stage was cold. Why was everything so goddamn cold? I moved a little too quickly. I would come to learn later to always take the slow beat and stripped my clothes off a little too fast, but Kendall and Belize clapped and cheered anyway. I had done it. I grabbed my bra and my tutu and clutched them tightly to my heart to keep it from leaping out of my chest. I couldn't believe I had done it. Or could I? Was this really out of character or was the courage it took to become that vulnerable and to embrace my sexuality who I really was? My experience there would be a catalyst for other acts of bravery in my personal and professional life. Once you use taking off your clothes under a spotlight in a room full of strangers as your base point of vulnerability, there isn't much else you can scare yourself out of doing. I flung the door to the dressing room open and the scent of burnt hair and body spray enraptured me all over again. Every now and then I will still catch a whiff of what that dressing room smelled like in a tester spritz of a body spray, in a new hair product, or in holding the curling iron to my extensions a little too long. The room looked smoky from the aerosol and I could see the slightly shadowed figures of several other dancers. With honest effervescence, I introduced myself and shook everyone's hand. Word on the street is, no dancer likes a new girl in her club. She can take away your potential customers, copy your song set, create competition, disrupt the pack. I suppose there were many reasons why a dancer would want to intimidate the new girl into never coming back. Not these girls. Not with me. That wasn't the reality I lived in. I could make friends with anyone. And I did. Although some were not so quick with their welcome. Eventually, I would win them over with authentic sweetness. My name was Sugar, after all. <laughs> <laughs>